Hello and welcome to Thinking Outside the Box with me, Tim Box. And me, Britt Box. We talk about all things mental health, emotional well-being and how to navigate your own mind in these strange times. Please do not confuse our advice as medical advice because neither of us are doctors and don't think for a moment that even though we come at these subjects with a certain uh, light-hearted approach and a certain amount of levity, please don't think we're trivialising them because we certainly don't. However, we do like to come at these things from a slightly different perspective, hence the name Thinking Outside the Box. Okay, it is... Episode seven, Brit. It's the first of the sequel trilogy, isn't it? It is, yeah. After the <laughs> <laughs> after the rapturous reception for the initial trilogy <laughs> and the mixed reception, but commercial success of the prequel trilogy. Fabulous. Here we are. Here we are. <laughs> <laughs> Episode seven promises to introduce some new characters, expand on some of the themes, and maybe with a few characters. You've taken us too far. Of the old you've, ta- you've taken us too far. You've taken us too far. <laughs> All right. To be fair, though, if we do extend the Star Wars analogy, we're going to get comments, people saying, I thought this episode was just a rehash of episode four, if I'm honest. Um, Only a very, very small number of our audience is going to understand that joke. That's true. If you do, <laughs> why not leave a comment wherever you're listening to this saying, I appreciated the Star Wars I understood reference. that reference. <laughs> Which in itself is a Marvel reference. Yes. Superb. Right, so we've firmly established ourselves as losers. absolute nerds. <laughs> I think we did that very Everyone knows we're losers, it's fine. That's true, I'm all right with that. Um, Okay, so here's the thing, episode seven, this is one we've wanted to do for a while actually, isn't it? Yes, it was one of the first ones we put on the list when we were talking about potential podcast topics. Yes, we're talking about how to support a loved one who is going through mental health difficulties or emotional well-being difficulties. Yes. Um, And the reason, so the reason I wanted to do this was mainly because it's the question I get asked most of all the questions that I get asked. And I, and I get a lot of questions asked of me about mental health, about anxiety in particular, just because of what I do. But this is the one that when I give presentations, um, maybe it's because I don't actually cover it in my presentation, but it's the question that I get asked the most from, from kind of just your average person in the street, because maybe it's because we all know somebody who's struggling. Yeah, and I, um, it's, it's a question that I get asked a lot uh, with people who DM, DM me on Instagram um, when they say, you know, I've got a friend who's struggling because my whole Instagram and everything I put out on social media is very much, it's okay not to be okay. If you need help, seek it out, all of this kind of stuff. So I will get people message me and say, well, how do I help my friend? And mm. and then and then I will do my best to give advice from there. I think that's the thing, isn't it? When Because there's a lot of people who, who haven't gone through struggles and haven't gone through any mental health difficulties. Don't get me wrong, there are a lot of people who have. Mm. And I would, you know, you could argue it's about split down the middle, uh, in certainly my experience. But those people that haven't been through it might struggle to understand, well, what on earth can I do? Yeah. And it can also seem like a bit of a heavy topic to be addressing. I also feel that people don't want to make things worse. So as a result, people don't say anything. So I, I mean, I know that we're going to cover um, grief at some point as well. I'm not sure if that's going to be the next one or the one after. But I remember when my mum died and people around me at the time just, just kind of stopped talking to me and then years later when I asked you know well where were you kind of thing I was told oh I didn't want to say anything that I shouldn't I didn't want to say the wrong thing I didn't want to make it worse but I guarantee you saying nothing Mm. is so much worse well this is the thing (laughs) I think when we haven't been through it yeah the idea of of talking to somebody who's going through it it just seems a bit too real yeah uh, and and a bit too 
I don't know, maybe out of our out of our field of experience, out of our lane, yeah. that sort of thing. And like you said, we don't want to say the wrong thing because we don't want to make things worse or offend the person who's currently struggling. No, know? and also everyone needs different things. So with where some people might want to talk through it, like I have a friend who who will talk through things um, and then when I'm struggling may message me and say, oh, I'll, I'll call you and we can talk through it. And I'm like, no, 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 I just want to moan about it for now, but thank you. <laughs> like it just, it very much depends where you are with it. So yeah, it can be exceptionally yeah. daunting for people to try and be there for somebody when it feels like the goalposts get moved yeah. every time something happens. And I don't know about you, but I see a lot of posts on Instagram and things like that where it will say things not to say to somebody who's dealing with anxiety. Mm. And it's like, well, Christ, if all these posts are about the, the potential, you know, landmines you could tread on just just by being trying to be the best you can be for them, yeah. then, yeah, it's not surprising, perhaps, that we don't necessarily rush to people's aid yeah. just through fear of, of making things worse. No, exactly. Yeah. So hopefully we're going to give a few of, of our tips, both from my personal experience, Tim's professional experience, and then our experience as, you know, a married couple where both of us have struggled with one thing or another yeah. and, and, and how, how we've found uh, things to help. Yeah, because I think I think we're in. I mean, obviously, this is it could be massively speaking too soon. I'm aware of this. You know, touching anything that's that's made out of wood in this room. But I think we've got now where we are quite a good angle on our strategies when one of us is struggling and how we yeah. how we deal with it positively for pe- for each other. Yeah. yeah. Well, that wasn't that wasn't always the case, was it? Oh, it wasn't absolutely. Well, here's a funny thing. So this is probably the best place to start. We, I mean, how many years ago was it that we did that bit of filming? On this? I think it was 2015, which. If you're listening to this currently, it's six years ago. Blimey. It is six years ago because we're going to talk about it, but there's a picture of us from this that we were originally going to use as the promo picture for this podcast. That's right. And then I looked at it and I was like, I can't use a picture that's six years old. I don't look like that anymore. Who is that young lady? I don't know who she <laughs> is. Amazing. I don't think you're that much different. I oh, think there, you... are, there are less lines and shorter hair. Like it just, so yeah, but it was, yeah, so six years ago. Also, I do remember thinking that in five years time from then, I'd probably be completely grey and I'd be quite excited about that. But no, the grey hair still uh, resists coming no, in. No, I'm getting them instead. That's true, actually. It's a weird, weird effect, isn't it? <laughs> You're giving me great. <laughs> Maybe that's it. Um, but anyway, aside from that, yeah, it was it was for Time to Change, wasn't it? The yes. charity, um, and they approached us to do uh, a little a little video. So you recorded a, a solo video about what you went through, mm-hmm. um, and then they recorded a video with the both of us where we were talking about, well, in particular, what do I do when you're suffering with depression? Yeah, the campaign was small things. So it was the small things that you do for yourself and for other people that can add up to to something to something bigger. Um, I think actually when I when I promote this podcast, I'll put a link. I, I do believe it, the video is still up on YouTube, so I'll put a link so you can you can watch the video for yourself. But the one I did solo, I went up to a studio in London um, with a bunch of other mental health um, advocates as well, and we all kind of told our story of a small thing that someone does that can help us and I spoke about you and then the the filming crew came down to us and um, made it into a, a longer video basically and, and interviewed you for it as well. Yeah and I remember when they asked me the question I started talking about well as a mental health professional etc etc <laughs> and they they just stopped me and said no no we're not interested in your no. professional opinion because that's not why we're here no. we want to know what do you do as Brit's husband, as the person that's there for her. Do you know her. what? I think you were my boyfriend at the time. Really? Yeah. Oh, my yeah, God, I must have been. It yeah, was before yeah. we were engaged. Aww. You were just my boyfriend. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, yeah, and 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 so, uh, but the, the problem was, mm. all the while I'd known you, I knew of your story through depression, but I didn't necessarily, I hadn't necessarily experienced it because all the time we'd known each other, you were out of the other side of that, of the major depression you dealt with after the death of your mum and all that happened around that. Um, and we were in a good place because we were, you know, in this this new relationship and we were setting up home together and we kind of had our ambitions and our goals, all that sort of thing. And there was a bit of me thinking, well, I really want to say, oh, she's over all that now. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I really, I really want to say she doesn't suffer with depression anymore. Um, and I think in the end, I just talked about what I do if you're, I don't know, if you're feeling a bit down or something like that, you know, like, I don't make you a cup of tea or give you a hug or something like that. Something very general mm. um, that I didn't necessarily feel convinced was I don't know what's a right or a wrong message in these instances, but I didn't necessarily yeah. feel like, yes, this is the answer, people. This is the small thing that will create the massive impact. But I just felt, well, what do I do then? Mm. Um, but I wasn't, this is the thing, I don't think I'd experienced what you were describing to me that you'd been through. I hadn't, I hadn't experienced a time when you'd been going through that, as it, as it were. No, and if and if people listening to this have listened to, was it episode three where we spoke about my story and mm. my depression? If you've listened to that, you'll know it's kind of, over the years, come and gone, ebbed and flowed, like, you know, like the, the yeah. tides of the sea, you know, it's, <laughs> it's kind of gone up and down, up and down. So, yeah, yeah you you met me. So, so you met me at a really interesting time. You met me when I was like, you know what, I'm going to I'm gonna just get over this and I'm going to be fine and I'm going to sort it out. And you met me literally when I was on the way up the hill. Yeah. And then this video was happening when we were at the top of the hill. Yeah. And it was only a few years later that I started to roll down the hill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, there was there were certain things that happened in your life, and and I remember the, there was a particular career crisis that you faced. There was oh, yes. certain certain existential crisis as well. What's your purpose? That I believe sort of it's thing. called a nervous breakdown. <laughs> That's what I would call it. But, the, but this is the thing. So, so we went through stuff after that. Yeah, but but, but at the time. We just we just hadn't, you know. The yeah. most you'd seen is when I've been been a bit, you know, PMS, like, yeah. <laughs> and I've needed chocolate and a hot water bottle. That's, yeah, exactly, that's basically yeah. been it. So, so it was, you know, you did really well with the tools that you had, but um, yeah. but I do find it, yeah, I find it interesting that um, that we grew from that and we learned more from that. Yeah, I agree because I think I I learned how to help you in those instances later on, you know, and and I think we, it, it's interesting that you know now, I don't think my answer would be massively different. No. Yeah? But I do think um, it would come from a slightly more experiential point of view. Oh, good word. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> word of the day. Um, <laughs> rather than rather than the point of view that says, well, I think I know how the mind works and how, how we can help people. But, yes. but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't necessarily that I was used to being that role of the supporting main person in the life of somebody who's struggling. No. And, and, I, and you know, I hope you don't mind me saying on the podcast in front of... Uh, well, millions of listeners, but, um, <laughs> that when I did start going down sort of a darker path and you were trying to help me, I will absolutely say that the 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 brand of help you were offering was not the uh, type of help that uh, at the yes. time was welcomed. I would say I was shit at it. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm honest. Yeah, I Which look is, which is hilarious because, you know, it obviously has no bearing on what you do for a living. But I do think that because what you do for a living, I think it hindered because there's a yeah. big, big difference between 
a client of yours and your wife or your girlfriend. Yeah, this is, the, this is the thing, isn't it? I went into therapist mode. I yeah. went into what helps my clients get the other side of this. Yeah. But of course, that's not what I'm here for, for no. you. That, and you were very, you know, you. It's, to be fair, you didn't just, you didn't snap back or anything. You didn't sort of reject the help. No. But there came a point where you had to explain to me, as soon as I start talking in my therapy language, yeah. there's a bit of you that disengages because it recognises that's not the Tim I want no. at this time. No. Yeah, and, and that's often why, because I have to talk, so when I'm training my practitioners, one thing they have to understand is that, yeah, look, we can help people that we know. Yeah, there's, I know some modalities say we can't, but yeah, we can because if we know some good stuff that will help them out, let's, let's give them the benefit of that knowledge. But don't be surprised if we are not positioned in the right way to help the people in that way that we really care about. Yes. Yeah, because they're probably, those people that we're trying to help, they're not looking at us as any sort of therapist or, or have any sort of therapeutic interaction with each other. They're just looking on us as their loved one. I'm, you know, I'm a firm believer. I think everyone should go to therapy. I've said this before and I should say it again. I think every single person on this earth can benefit from therapy in one way or another. I agree, said the therapist. <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe not maybe not what you do. Maybe other people need different types of therapy. I'll really dare you. No, that's, that's fair enough. Everything, yeah. every, you know, different things work for different people. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but I think that when people are reaching out to a friend, to a boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, nan, mum, whatever whoever they're reaching out to they're not looking for therapy yeah they're looking for emotional support they're looking i believe and i know this is a sweeping generalization they're looking for just the reassurance that they're okay that what they're saying isn't mental and what they're feeling isn't awful you know and don't get me wrong i know that there's I know there's a varying scale on this and I know that there's a big, 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 big difference from someone saying, I feel a bit down mm. to someone saying, my life is is a catastrophe and I don't know how it's ever going to get better. Yeah. So depending on what the person will say to you is depending on what you need to say back to them. But I think ultimately we all just want to know that we're not alone. Yeah. The, the ability to share what's going on in our head and have the person hearing it not look at us or react in a way that suggests they think we're mental. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the having that information out there and accepted is perhaps the best thing anyone can do for the person that they're trying to help mm. is say that, you know what, it's okay that you're feeling this way mm -hmm. and together we will get you through it. Yeah. And because and, and, this is the ultimate thing, isn't it? We want to, we want to feel safe so we can move towards happiness. Yeah, that's that's the equation here that we're working on. And if if all you can do as a partner is is make sure that person feels safe, um, then then that's that's all you can do. I, I very much switch off the therapist when when you come to me with your issues, because when you're in that time, mm. in that moment, we've got to remember as well, we're in quite an emotive state when we're struggling, whether yes. it be anxiety yeah. or depression or whatever we want, whatever label we might want to give it, we're in an emotive state. And our emotive state isn't that time when we're thinking logically or rationally. Yeah. So all of this lovely rational information that a therapist might give us, we might not necessarily hear it in that context because we've got all of the, I don't know, the the more emotional, more kind of, I hesitate to use the word irrational, but maybe the illogical stuff going on as yeah. well, yeah? Um, 
And I think it's important that we recognize. So I, sometimes I will talk to you, in, won't I, about general theories and principles and, and ideas about how we can change stuff. But I certainly don't talk to you about that when you're coming to me for help. No. Because that's not, you're not in the place to hear that at the time. You're, you're like, give me a hug. Yeah. You know, that, that kind of thing. You know? And I And I also think that, so, you know, I've said this to you before off air. So, you know, it's, mm. it's, it's, I'm being very open and honest here. But when I was starting to feel down, when I was starting to feel like, oh, God, I'm, I'm drifting towards depression again, I didn't want to tell you. Yeah. I didn't want to. I was too scared to tell you because not that I felt I couldn't talk to you, but because this is what you do for a living. Yeah. You know, you help people all around the world every day. And I didn't want you to, I didn't, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't want to feel like I'd let you down by feeling depressed. So it took me quite a, quite a while to go to you. And I know that there are a lot of people that maybe don't want to tell their friend, their partner that they're feeling that way because ultimately it's very easy for one person to say, I think I'm depressed mm. and the other person to feel like it's it's almost their fault yeah. or it's or that they've got some kind of responsibility when they absolutely haven't like I've said this to you before that I think you know anything I have felt has never been your fault mm. but I was too scared to tell you because I, I thought that maybe you know I'd feel like I'd let you down and you'd felt feel like you'd let me down and yeah. and then that doesn't cultivate any kind of help and that doesn't help you going yeah. forward and I think now we've reached a point where I know I can I can walk in and I can say to you I am not okay today mm. and you will you know you will be there and you won't feel that it's anything to do with you personally and I think I had to get over that yes. I, I know early on my whole <laughs> my whole theory was well you're not depressed now because you're with me now. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah. Oh wow! That's like, okay. incredible. I, I mean, it's not. I'm not <laughs> my proudest moment declaring that. I mean, thought, this is the same man who said to me, "I do look quite like a Disney prince, actually." Look, I think we just need to come away from that idea. Okay, <laughs> I, I said it. It's out there. You know. Okay, now it's on record. Fine. That's if I don't. Edit you're now that more like you're now more like the the prince and princess's dad. Now we're really? <laughs> getting to that level. Yeah. Look, I was watching The Little Mermaid the other day and I found myself absolutely siding with Triton. No, Brilliant. you are 16. You do not know him. <laughs> you are not giving up being a mermaid for a man. Simple. Okay. Carry on. Well, anyway, so I feel, I feel like we have gone off topic there. Um, but no, the, the thing... Um, I forgot what I was going to say now. Brilliant. I'm now fixated. No, that was it. That was it. So I had... <laughs> Were you thinking about the little mermaid? I was. I was actually thinking. Was I justified in saying I looked like a Disney prince? I think I was at the time. Anyway, um, moving on. Um, I think, yeah, I had to get over the idea that because this is what I do and I help people, I shouldn't. It shouldn't happen that you struggle yeah. because I'm, you know, and, and also there's and and this is that's me being oh Tim Box the therapist, but also. What you said is absolutely right. Our other halves are naturally going to feel like, well, hang on, it must be saying something about what I provide as as, yeah. as a partner and our relationship. How can we be depressed or anxious if we're in a good relationship? And the fact is, life doesn't stop throwing us challenges that we might at times feel overwhelmed by, yeah. regardless of how supportive our partner is. So it's important that if you're sitting there thinking, I want to talk to my partner, but I'll feel like I'm letting them down, or if you're sitting there I know, thinking that my partner is struggling and that's a reflection on me, it absolutely isn't. And, and there's, no, there's no real, I don't know, there's no, no technical you know, studies or research I can talk about there. There is just like, that is the simple fact of it. It doesn't matter how supportive you are, how loving you are. It doesn't necessarily mean 
that the person that you're with will regard everything as okay emotionally with them. Yeah. Yeah. You do find it as well with, with family members, you know, sisters, brothers, mothers, fathers, you know, it's very hard not to, to take it as, oh, you're not happy. Does that mean it's my fault? Does that yeah. mean... Well, I, I had to get my ego out of it. I yeah. had to remove my ego from the equation, which is funny enough what I always talk about, you know, again, the people that I train and what I do therapeutically is get my ego out of it. Mm. But I needed to do that in this context. And I think then, then I started to be of use to you. Yes. When, when I stopped kind of trying to, trying to have this idea that, that the world's mental health and particularly my wife's mental health was my sole <laughs> responsibility. Yeah, exactly that. Um, I think I want to talk about before we move on to like okay what what do I do then yeah. and, and what do we do for each other I want to just cover something because we kind of touched upon it the difference between what men and women need because um, I, I don't want to sound like I'm being in any way um, too sweeping or reductive in these these ideas but there's no doubt about it women generally emotionally react a little bit differently to these crises than men do yeah. Um, and I, I know there's that, that whole, you know, men are from Mars, women are from Venus sort of thing that goes on. There's that book, isn't it? But in my experience, if a woman's struggling, um, you know, I, I did the whole thing of, right, what's the problem? Let's fix the problem. Let's see what's, yeah, what's gets, lacking. Let's see gets what's Gets the toolbox out, gets a spanner out, tries to fix exactly. it. Exactly. And, and that's, that's because, as you know, I think as a guy, we do that, don't we? we? We say, okay, what's gone wrong? How do I fix the malfunction? Whereas you were just like... Just put your arm around me. Just, just be here for me. You know, <laughs> I mean, there's no. I don't want yeah. you to try and fix it as if I've not learned the lesson I need to learn, or yeah. I've not understood it properly. And and yet, I know that isn't just me being me. I know that that guys mm. will often need a solution focused approach. If you know what I mean, they'll yeah. they'll they'll be ruminating over what can I do about this rather than I need someone to reach out to about this. But also, I think. I don't think that's just inherently us. You are male. You are born with this. I think that unfortunately it is a branch of the toxic masculinity that we do hear about and we do talk about. Yeah, the perceived that, roles. Yes, the perceived roles that men, you know, don't talk about your feelings, mm. don't be sad, don't cry, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And all this bullshit that I yeah. can't, I literally can't stand. The idea that needing help, there's something wrong with that. Yes. Yeah. That you can't talk about how you feel. Yeah. So, you know, in the same way, in the same way we watch it when we watch, you know, like American TV shows and stuff. When men hug on that, it's like, mm. and just like hitting each other's backs. And it's like, yeah, a, bro. it's this bro, it's this like, <laughs> it's this massive show of masculinity, which is just ridiculous it's in the same way that you know just just hug your friend <laughs> like yeah. just talk to your friend it's yeah. not like I know I, I do know because I read the statistics I know the majority of people who listen to this podcast are women but if there are any men that are that are listening to this book it's okay it's okay it's you know it's not gay to hug a friend and talk to your mate it's you know it's it's just mm. it's okay yeah. and I think this is the problem it's been instilled in 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 guys from I mean we're going to talk about you know, men's mental health specifically at some point. I know that we are. And and I just feel like it's that thing of men want to fix things yeah. and women want to, to talk about well, them. Well, this is the thing. So here's an interesting statistic. I think it's interesting anyway. The people that come to see me in my practice, one-to-one, -one, it's roughly about 70, 75% female. Yeah. The people that watch my YouTube videos, yeah. it's about 80% male. Interesting. Yeah. Now you could you could conclude a lot of things from that. You could conclude there's more men on YouTube than there are women. You could mm. all this sort of thing. But the the thing that for me, me putting my spin on it, I think guys want to learn what they need to do to fix it. Yeah. And women 
would like to reach out to get help to fix it. I don't, and I'm not talking about women are less empowered or you know inherently no. so or something like that. But what I mean is that men, if we say to a man, look, you need to go and do this embarrassing, awkward thing, but when you do it, it'll be all sorted. Mm. You know, for example, men have to go and have a prostate checkup and things like that. <laughs> I knew you, know. you were going to talk about that. I don't know. Yeah, why was, why was that? What you you're know you're reaching that age. Yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe there's something looming on the horizon for me. <laughs> but the point being, if we have a problem, if it might be difficult, it might be a chore, but if we know the solution to it, we kind of engage in that. Then, yeah. You know, we get it done. Um, but a lot of the rhetoric around mental health is we all struggle yeah. it's okay to talk about it yeah and and it's not then necessarily joining the dot that extra step to and then we can find out how we change it yeah so that we no longer suffer with it what's promised to people a lot in the general media is if you share what's going on with you you will find that there is there are people there who also go through this and you won't feel so bad about going through it mm. yeah and and i think we should be saying, I think more men would engage and actually reach out if they knew that reaching out would involve a brief period of, of going, you know, talking about the things they don't want to talk about, but then, and now you feel better, you're, you're past it. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you what makes me say this, because, so I do business networking, yes. I have a group of people that I see every week, and many of them will come to see me, because, you know, most people at some point are going to struggle, yeah. right? and I've seen it so many times People in the group never mentioning that they're struggling with any sort of mental health or emotional well-being issue, you know, like anxiety or depression. Yeah. And then they come to see me and we get them the other side of that particular issue. Yeah. And then what they do, they shout from the rooftops how pleased they are to be free of it. Yeah. They're, yeah. Not, no, they're not embarrassed to say they suffered it um, because they know now it's finite. Yeah. It's reached an end. And I think a lot of the stuff that goes on, if we knew there was a there was a finish line to reach, we would start to run that marathon. Yeah. But it's the it's almost like the the promise that there might not be yeah. that stops us engaging from it. And then of course, you know, we all know the the figures about suicide and men and and all that sort of thing. Yeah. In terms of you know what, what option have we got if there's nothing to fix here? Yeah. So I think this is it as well. So I know that when you and I got together and everything was sort of okay, but then I started struggling. There was a bit of me that was like, well, that's to be expected because I'm the broken one. I'm the one who's got depression. I'm the one that's struggling. So therefore, you you need to be there for me. And and that was that. And that was the dynamic. But then I do remember a time when when you then were struggling. Yeah. And I had, to, I had to step up and be there for you, which, yeah. you know, and this is the thing, because we both have different strategies and different ways around it. It was like, okay, how can I help you? The one thing that I learned when helping you and, and also helping, you know, a lot of my friends is just listening, mm. just listening, not jumping in with what you think it is, not jumping in with your solutions, not jumping in with, oh, well, you know, it's not that bad. None of that. Just shut up <laughs> and listen yeah. to what the person has to say. Yeah. Without judgment. Without well. judgment. Yeah. So this is, okay, this is bringing us perfectly on to hmm. where we're going next, which is that, okay, what can we do then? How do we actually support somebody? Yeah. yeah. Um, and the first thing, you're absolutely right, hear the person. Uh, listen to what they're saying. A lot of the time, they're not looking for solutions. We haven't really got to say anything back no. to them. They need to get all of these thoughts out. But, well, first head. and foremost, they need to realise that it's a safe space for them to speak to you. Yeah. Because there are a lot of people, myself included, that will say, you know, when people say, how are you? Oh, yeah, no, I'm fine. No, no, no. How are you? Talk to me. Yeah. What's going on? 
you know and and then once people realize oh okay this this space is is safe for me to yeah to explain what's happening you know because we this is the funny thing right um so in america i learned this when i went out to america but we automatically will say hi are you all right yeah we say that yeah americans do not so i remember saying it to somebody in uh, in a shop just at uh, a checkout in target and saying hi are you all right uh i'm i'm fine thank you um (laughs) yeah it was it was very much like that so so we are so used to people saying you're right and we are yeah. so used to replying yeah, yeah fine you yeah yeah it's almost like they're not even words anymore it's just noise yeah. so when you ask someone how they are and they answer ask them again yeah 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 okay now the thing um the thing I want to say as well in terms of hearing what people are saying, mm. you'd be surprised how therapeutic it is to start to have to articulate your thoughts. Yeah. Because I always say this to people that it's like a fast-moving storm in our head, especially like anxiety or depression or those those kind of vicious circle thoughts that we yeah. have going on where the more we think about it, the worse it seems to get. Though to break that pattern, um, if we have to articulate it, we get to slow down that thought process and we get to be a little bit more cause and effect about it. Mm. So we start to say, well, look, because this is going on, because of this, this, and because of this, this. And we have then a logical linear structure to what we're talking about. And it might be the first time we've even realised, oh, this is why I mm. feel this way. And this is actually the thing that's bothering me most. And we start to unravel it slightly because if it doesn't make sense when we articulate it, the person in front of us won't know what we're talking about. Is this like when you, you speak to me and you say, what's wrong? And I say, I don't know. And you're like, no, yeah. hang on, just think about it for a second. Yeah. So no. you're, you're trying to do some sort of Jedi mind trick. Well, the, look, the, the I don't know, yeah. I don't know what's wrong. That's like, it looks like a brick wall. The, yeah. The brick wall of, but actually it's like, it's like a poster. It's like made of paper. You very quickly can push through that I don't know if you realise you can. And, and yeah. this is the, that's why I'm always encouraging people to say, look, okay, you keep saying I don't know. You, a bit of you does. We've mm. just got to find that bit, if you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and sometimes it is just bouncing ideas backwards and forwards that just does the best, the best work for people and, and, and gets them to kind of make a few realisations for themselves. Mm. Yeah. So I think that was the thing that, that you taught me was that just, just listening. Yeah is sometimes the best thing you can do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also the, the other thing that I've heard as well said a few times, of all the things, of all the, the advice, all the therapy that people get, the best thing, the people that many people will cite as the thing that made the difference was the moment where they articulated what was going on with them to somebody mm. and that person completely accepted what they were saying. Yes. Rather than judging or rather than rejecting or dismissing. Yes. They accepted it, yeah, yeah. And, and it was almost like that person was it's saying, like "It qualifies it." Yeah, and it allows you to say, "Look, I, I, I get what's going on with you. I might not understand it fully, mm. but I know that what you're saying doesn't make you broken. Yeah. It doesn't make you insane. Yeah, it just means that you're struggling right now with a certain set of thoughts mm. that need to be talked through." I've got a friend, actually. Funny you should say that. I've got a friend that I speak to very regularly, and um, she will she will be the first person to say. Okay, I don't, I don't understand what you're going through. I don't, I've not been there. I don't, I don't get it. But I'm here and I'm listening. Yeah. And I can just, not like rant, because that's, you know, really exhausting on her part. But I can just sort of say, this is going on. This is how I feel. Yeah. And she will, she will listen to it. Do you know what I mean? Even yeah. though she doesn't necessarily have um, sort of hands-on experience in, mm. oh, I felt that way, so you should do this. Yeah. You know, 
but she listens and, and that's that's kind of all all you need and I think I think one of the problems is as well at the moment is because so many of us are going through stuff mm. it's so easy for us to relate it to the struggles that we're going through mm. and I'm I'm the worst for this like I'm the worst person for this so if someone says to me oh this happened and I feel this way I will say gosh that's terrible I know when I went through that blah 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 and and it's yeah. not it's not making it about me it's just me trying to um trying to understand it's yeah. me trying to put myself in in that position well this is why we, we drag our own experiences into it we yeah. talk about our because we're trying to connect with the person yes. it's, it's that sort of inbuilt need to connect and forge alliances yes so we're trying and to sometimes say, that helps sometimes that really absolutely helps. yeah sometimes it doesn't yeah exactly. <laughs> it's one of those things that we could easily give advice now mm. and everything that we're saying is a good thing to do would also in some context be a, be a bad, bad thing, thing to, to do. do so but this is all we've got yeah. So, and you're listening to it. So yeah. we're, we're just we're trying to help, you know. Yeah. So I I have it when you know sometimes if I talk about my mum, mm. um, and I'll get messages from people, you know, mm. all part of the, the dead mum club as well, you know, all all saying you know, oh my mum died ten years ago, my mum died last week, my mum, you know, yeah. or, or or the ones who, <laughs> the ones who who tell me that their you know their mum has been through cancer treatment but survived it and came yeah. out the other side and, and I know what they're doing I know they're trying to basically say I know how you feel yeah. but obviously they unless they were a 16 year old girl mm. with a single parent mother who got left completely on their own they don't know exactly how I feel and the same mm. way that I could never even begin to guess how they feel yeah you know we're just all trying to help each other we're all trying to be there for each other absolutely and I think Put it this way, I know it very much sounds like this whole podcast is do this, but don't do this, but don't do this, but do this. <laughs> doing anything is better than doing nothing. I would agree with that, yeah. So even if even if you get it wrong, mm. trying can really, really help somebody. That's it, because at the very least, even if, as I've done in the past, stumbled foot first into things <laughs> and got things wrong, I've at least displayed that I care. Yes. And, and that's what I'm always thinking these days. The, the old me was very gun-shy in terms of any sort of displays of emotion. And obviously, with what I do, I'm a lot more comfortable with it now. But I think I'm just a little bit up, bit more mature, a little bit more experienced. Yeah. And I've got to realise that sometimes people need to express emotion and express thoughts. Because here's the thing. I also know that sometimes, and this isn't just with any negative thoughts, sometimes there's frustration, sometimes there's anger. I know sometimes my job is just to be that person that will hear you say the things you can't say to anyone else, but mm. you need to blooming say to somebody. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And because it's not like, I've, I've learned now that a lot of the things you say when, you know, that we all say when we're emotional, don't necessarily have a lot of rational, you know, thought process behind it. It's yeah. just what I want to say right now. Yeah. And as long as we're not drifting into the realms of abusing each other, yes. then that's okay. Because I know that a lot of what you talk about is just like, let's just get that out of my yeah. head, you know. And, and you know, that that's absolutely fine. I'm kind of happier with that now than I was initially. Mm. Um, but again... And I'm really pleased with that because no. that makes me feel like I'm in a safe space mm. where if there's anything going on, I can talk to you about it. And I yeah. know, I know you feel the same way. Absolutely. And I know you feel like you can talk to me more than you've spoken to other people because we have cultivated that space. Yeah, exactly. And and this is the thing. So we're, we come from this very privileged position 
of being in a really, really strong relationship where yeah. we talk about these things and we're both completely comfortable with sharing things with each other that we wouldn't share with anyone else. Yeah. yeah. Now, not everyone has that. I get that. So, no. um, so please don't think that all of this advice purely comes from a position of a stable relationship because I would like to think that if we reach out, we'll find the people that are there for us and that are prepared to play that role for us, you know, in terms of the support network. Yeah, I mean, I know I've cultivated that relationship with a lot of my friends. You You'll come have. upstairs and I'll be on FaceTime to, yeah. to somebody just sort of helping them go through a thing or like talk mm. through something, you know. I feel that it, is, it certainly isn't exclusive to the person you're in a relationship with. It's just mm. anyone you care about. Yeah. As long as they know that you're going to listen to what they're saying and they can sort of express this to you and you can hear it and you can be there for them, mm. that's, that's, all, that's all that's required, you yeah. know. But obviously what we're not saying just be a sounding board for other people because that is equally as mentally detrimental. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think that that you've got to, you know, you've got to take care of yourself as well. And I, I you know, I, I've had it where I've had a friend reach out to me and I've been there for them and I've listened to them. Mm. But ultimately the things that, that they've said to me have um, triggered certain emotions in me. And yes. then I've then needed to, to talk to you or talk to another friend yeah. and kind of send it down the chain, yeah. if you know what I mean. Well, yeah, well, this is it. We're all going to be, in in some way, we're going to be someone's, kind of confidant uh, or someone's therapist if you like if that you know that's the wrong word but you know what I mean mm. somebody the person we talk to we also need the person that the, the therapist version of us talks to so that yeah. we can we can have that support but we will talk about what about the people who are doing the supporting mm. where do they get their support from we'll talk about that in in a short while because I don't want to move on yet from things we can do because yeah. we're talking about listening hearing the person yeah, yeah that's great um I recognize something that I do because um, a couple of things here that I, I realize I do almost without thinking. It's not like I okay, Brit's there. Let's do. Let's initiate this strategy now. Um, <laughs> like playing a video game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it's like that move means I give that move now. You know, it's not really like that. But it's not I, Pokemon. No, exactly. Uh, thank God. Um, but it's something that I do. If we, f if I feel like we're we're wallowing in something, or we've just got stuck uh, talking about something, or we're, you know, you have those talks where you realise, God, we've been sitting here on the bed for a long time, haven't we? Or, you know, something like yeah. that, you know, and suddenly it's very dark where <laughs> the sun's gone down a bit, you know, yeah. then I'm like, right, let's do something. Yeah. yeah. And this is the thing here. If it's anxiety or if it's depression, both of those things. So anxiety is... A visceral call to action. Yes. Yeah. The the feelings that we have, the it, it's us going into the stress response. It's our body saying, "Do something, do something, do something," because we're anxious about a certain state of affairs. Yeah. So a good way of dissipating all that energy is to actually do something. Yeah. And what we do, um, sorry, before I say that, yeah. And depression is the don't do something almost. It's the apathy. But again, we're in a place now where you know that if you're starting to feel in that depressed place you do recognise the value of, okay, let's go out and grab a coffee. Yeah. Or, or let's go somewhere Change for the scenery. Exactly. Reset. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Change change your, your surroundings. You know, create a new scene in, in this movie. Yeah. yeah. Where potentially you can come at it with maybe a different mood or a different start point. You know? Yeah, like just, just popping out for a coffee it's even at the moment, you know, a takeaway coffee and two meters away on a bench <laughs> with a friend. I mean, if you're if you're listening to this and it's not 2021, you're probably you, it's, it's a callback to the coronavirus situation. But <laughs> um, but you know, just doing that, you might you might not want to do it. Like it might be someone that you yeah. love, and you might be like, oh, 
why did I say yes to that today? I really yeah. don't want to do that today. But you you will never come back from it feeling worse. I promise you. No, this is it. I promise you. Uh, so I remember there was, I got a lot of kickback from you about this stuff when I started to say, well, let's just go and do something. Let's go for that walk or something like that. And you were very much like, oh, I don't want to. Can't you understand? I don't want it yet. But then on those times when we did get to do it, I made a point of like when we got back in and it had very clearly shifted our state. Yeah. I made a point of pointing that out to you. It's like, I'm really I told glad you that. No, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, that sounds really yeah. I told you you feel better. No, I mean, what I mean was, I made sure that we didn't just finish there and then get yeah. back on with that. We actually said that was a good strategy, wasn't it? That worked out for us. We, yeah, we feel yeah. better now, and that kind of thing. And and then hopefully what has happened is you've taken that on board as yeah. knowledge now, as, as actually this is a good thing to do. So there's a little bit of you, when I say, well, let's go and grab a coffee or let's go and do this, you're like, yeah, that's a good idea, actually. I know I feel better yeah. when we do it. Even though I know I don't want to right now, I'll know, I know that in the fu- future me will thank me. Yeah, and I, I do the same for you. If I know you're going to be stuck in your office all day, I will yeah. I will come and grab you and say, right, get your shoes on, let's, let's go out for a walk. Yeah, I know the other day you, you arrived in, in my office. With, in my uh, coat. <laughs> yeah, in your coat, ready to go. I was like, okay. And, and you know, I've learned now not to resist that, not to say, but I've got lots to do. Mm. I'm like, no, you're right. Let's change our scenery. Let's yeah. get some fresh air. Let's just, you know, be us for a little bit. Yeah. Um, and, and I can't, you know, I can't even overstate the importance of that, I think, in, in our life, what we do. Mm. Um, but I think, you know, if we did, if we recognise the value of that, mm. then even in those moments when there's a bit of a saying, no, I don't want to, mm. that bit might remember, yeah, but it was it I was enjoyed useful. it last time. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, yeah, right. and, and the third thing, and this is a, re- a really random one, because it only came into my conscious awareness as... I was preparing this podcast. Hmm. Um, I'm what I try and do is remain me uh, and be me in the face of all of this. So the old me would very much get dragged into the hole with you, right? Yeah. So I would join your mood, and that's because I'd try and empathise with you and I'd try and be there with you. Yeah. Um, and and it was very much I would come down into that hole where there's no escape from. Yeah. You know? Now what I try and do is bring me to the equation. So, you know, if I'm, I won't then spend the day with you in this, you know this, I mean, I'm, I'm not articulating this very well, but I will, the next time I walk into the room with you, yeah, I won't be in that empathetic, depressed you energy. Know, energy. I'll bring a different, I'll bring my normal everyday energy to yeah. it so that it gives you a chance to spot the exit from yeah. where you are, if you know what I mean. So in a way that, you know, if you do reach out to a friend, like a specific friend, yeah. you're reaching out to that specific friend because of how that friend normally makes you feel on a daily basis. Yeah. So they don't, they want, they want you to help them come up to where you are rather than you to, to sort of meet Absolutely. them where they are. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I get you. I get you. Yeah. And, and I, I try and I try and do that as much as I can. Now, okay, someone like Tony Robbins. I believe would would call that breaking the state. Mm. So you, if you see some of his videos about him helping people with depression, he'll do this thing where when he'll take them into that moment of that thought process, that little circular thought process of depression, and then he'll I don't know do something stupid or say something funny or do something that will take them out of it, mm. and then he'll take them back in again, and then he'll take them out of it again. Yeah, yeah. And I, mean, I saw one I think in the film, uh, the Tony Robbins film, he's he says. You know, do you, do you think it's maybe those shoes that are the problem to this guy that's talking about his horrendous life? And he, he tries to get the guy just to come away and laugh about something briefly. Yeah. And I think if we get used to coming out of the hole, yeah, yeah, then it helps us now. And so that's kind of what I I 
do naturally, I think, is I don't I don't say, oh, Brit's struggling today. I'll tiptoe around her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I kind of, I don't, you know, I'm not trying to bombastically force you into a different place. No. But I am maybe remaining in my energy so that you can, at any point... Join you. Yeah, that yeah. sort of thing. No, that makes sense. That yeah. makes sense. But I didn't realise I was doing that until I thought about it in terms of prepping the, this uh, this podcast. The other thing is, the other reason for that is that we are very much like children in that we pick up on the energy of the people around us who we care about. Yeah. If mum and dad seem afraid, we're going to be afraid. Yes. And if if the person who we are spending our time with seems um, seems to regard this as intensely serious, yeah. then we will we will place more dramatic impact on those thoughts you know mm. because we'll we'll be aware that you know what i think i'm right to think this is this is really and serious. then you'll just spiral yeah it almost like the energy it amplifies the energy rather than breaks the, the state mm. if you know what i mean so i think um so and there is that thing isn't there that we we become a kind of um, a chimera of the five people we spend the most time with. Yeah, so be careful who you spend your time well, with. Well, this is it. Though. People always say that, don't they? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's also true if, you know, we spend every every hour of every day together. Don't you know? we, though? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is, I, it, I think, is a good thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course it is. Of course it is. Yeah, but this thing, so we, we have been a lot, you know, this is the thing that we saw when people, when we went into lockdown and people were suddenly having to spend all day, every day with each other because we were in the same house, you know. We've, we did that. We've, we've done this for done seven that. years. Yeah, it's, been, yeah. it's been what we're used to. So it would be, um, it would be natural for us to become a slightly, you know, morphed version of each other. Yeah, you know? I do think, I do think you and I have, have definitely sort of changed each other's personalities and, and yeah. the way we are for, for the better um Absolutely. But, you, but you are completely right they do say you know the the people you spend the most time with are the people that you sort of emulate and become which is why you you have to be careful where you're putting your energy you mm. have to be careful who you're spending time with and i am a very firm believer i don't care <laughs> i don't care how long you've been friends with somebody mm. i don't care what shared experiences you've had i don't care if you've known them since you were at primary school mm. if the relationship or the friendship is not good for you and your mental health mm. you walk away from it mm. and it's it's hard absolutely mm. Abs- of course it's i'm not saying it's easy you know and mm. you are allowed to grieve that friendship you are allowed to to miss that person absolutely you're, you're yeah. allowed to miss the friendship that you had mm. but the minute it becomes toxic to your mental health yeah. you have to protect yourself because you are the only person who can protect you yeah yeah exactly you, know, you and, have to come away from and, it and this is and this is what we've said uh, before i think is that some people are going to be really good for you in those circumstances and, yeah. and you're going to feel like yeah they help lift me they elevate me they make me feel good about me other people have the opposite effect on you and it's yeah. worth it's worth recognizing that because as you made the point sometimes we we have a friendship group just because, well, they've always been our friends. Yeah, I met them at school. Yeah. You know, all that sort of so, so occasionally in the work I'll do, I'll see people who are trying to give up, you know, like recreational drugs or something. Yeah. Yeah. And it's almost like universally 100% of the time they will list one of the issues, the struggles to stop, is that, well, all my mates, when we go out, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. the end of the night, is we'll we'll get some Coke or something like that. Yeah. You know, and we'll do that together. Yeah. And, you know, it kind of forces me to play life coach, you know, and say, 
are, are they the right friends for you then? If you if you no longer want to be that person, you sound like the school counsellor. Well, you know what I mean. I do, I do a bit, don't I? Like uh, you're hanging out with the right crowd. Yeah. But that's the thing, isn't it? Just because they yeah. were your friends at school, yeah. Now you're you know you're a man. You have your own life, mm. or, or a woman rather. You know you're an adult, so to speak. You have your own life and your own idea about who you want to be. Yeah. You no longer have to just be the version of you that fits in with those that that crowd. Yeah. You do get to evolve and grow and become a better version of yourself. And if yeah. that means, okay, if they're going to stay being those people, yeah. maybe yeah, maybe different friends are going to be right for you now. I think, honestly, we gravitate towards the people that we feel the happiest around. Yeah. And we, we automatically gravitate away from... The people that it's like, oh, I don't, I don't really want to speak to them. I don't really want to. Yeah, I yeah, don't really yeah. want to want to ask their calls. And I'm not saying, you know, only be friends with people who you can get something from. That's not. Mm. That's not what I'm saying. No. What I am saying is, you have to protect your mental state. And if, and if there are people in your life that are making you feel bad for feeling a certain way, you know, I, I, I had a message from somebody who basically said that some of their closest friends didn't believe that mental health was a thing you know like it's uh, like it's the tooth fairy or something and it's the force yeah and and she said that really affected her because she had no one to turn to yeah and then I said well have you got any friends that aren't those particular friends mm. and she said yes and I'm like may I suggest reaching out to them you know yeah, so yeah. not everybody that you want to reach out to is is going to be able to help you and that's okay yeah, because absolutely. let's not forget let's not forget as I said before, everyone is going through something. Everyone yeah. is going through their own stuff. So, you know, maybe when, you know, you reach out to someone, maybe they don't have the emotional energy to to respond at that moment. But that yeah. doesn't mean that they're never going to help you. That doesn't mean they're yeah. never going to be there for you. It just means that that they need they need some, some yeah. love right now. You yeah, know? absolutely. And the, and the thing, you're going to, when we reach out, it would be really easy to notice the people that seem to dismiss us or they don't believe in it or they don't they don't think it's it's valid or we're just seeking attention or whatever they might oh, say. God, There's going to be, there are going to be those people. Yeah. But it'd be easy to focus on them and say, well, that's a reason not to speak out then. And absolutely it isn't because mm. just that there are those people who will not understand, yeah. there are plenty of people who absolutely will. And even if they don't understand, will do all they can to be there for you and try and understand yes. for you. Focus on those people because they'll be the people that right now, they're the ones you need to spend time with. Yeah. Yeah? And, and I think it would be crazy to think everyone that we've ever known or been friends with throughout this whole journey of our life, every version of us that there's ever been, it will be correct to be with the same people for that whole journey. Yeah. Because as much as we might spend a lot of time together, have similar ideas about things, have similar experiences of growing up, it'd be crazy to think that the way we evolve will perfectly match and go along the same lines as that person. Yeah. And I think it's okay at some point to say, I think I need different people around me right now, or certainly I need to spend a bit more time with this particular side of my friendship group and maybe not so much of that side. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do want to. I do want to cover as well um, about those people who are caring for people. Mm. You know, because I think often it gets overlooked the pressure that it can put on people when they're always having to be the crutch that people lean on. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's some real basic fundamental things to remember. Um, and the first thing I would say is that if you are there for somebody who's going through mental health difficulties, don't make the mistake of thinking you sacrifice your own mental health to help prop them up. Yeah. And what I mean by that is don't neglect yourself. Don't neglect yeah. your self-care 
to, to look after someone else because if you do that, you'll end up in just as bad a state and you'll be no good to anyone, yeah. <laughs> let alone yourself. You, you, you know? can't pour from an empty cup. Yeah, exactly. Um, and again, I would I would re restress the point about don't don't necessarily get dragged down into their way of thinking. Mm. Yeah, in, in that sense, because the reason they're reaching out is because they don't want to think this way. So it, yeah. it's like, you know, you get you get two people and where they kind of they shift their emotional energy towards each other. We need to make sure that because the person that is anxious or depressed, there's a part of them that will be absolutely adamant about that in terms yeah. of it would be almost like these emotional responses feel set in stone. Yes. We have to maintain our own emotional well-being, not least because it gives them the option to shift that, that position. Yeah. But also because it maintains your own your own mental well-being. Yeah. The other thing, there's a couple of thoughts as well um, that we need to just, I want to actually underline here. The first thing is you can't save them. Yeah. You can't fix them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you might want to be able to say the right thing that ultimately gets on the other side of it. But I know you've said this to me many times. You've said, stop trying to fix me. Mm. Stop trying to, trying to put things right. And a lot of the time, we've just got to accept that, that all we can do is be there for people. Yeah. But the final thing, their struggle and, and their journey is not your fault or your responsibility. Yes. Yeah? Yeah. Um, and, and I think, you know, that's, that's something that, that I think we have to remember is that the only person that can get the person you're helping the only person that can get on the other side of it is themselves ultimately mm. all we can do is hopefully be the tool to, to do something about that yeah you know? no I, I agree and I think what I really really hope the main takeaway from from this podcast would be for people is that if you are if you are struggling then to reach out to people but equally if you have someone who is reaching out to you to know that as I've said before the only wrong thing you can do is not listen to them mm. is to is to not reply to them because I promise you once someone gets to the point where they want to ask for help just just being there is gonna be the best thing the best thing that Absolutely. they can do like I know that there are there are certain friends that I have that I can message and just be like hey have you have you got five minutes have you got you know five minutes for a for a, a quick FaceTime or something like that and like yeah. you know like the other day when I when I messaged my friend Kira and she um and I said are you are you free for a FaceTime and she was like yeah I'm here what do you need um, <laughs> and all I really wanted to do was uh was show her how I looked in my new Udi which, nice. was, yeah. which is basically, if you don't know, it's just like a giant hoodie um, that comes down to my knees and it's very soft and it's super comfy and it's lovely. I'll tell you what you look like. You look like a tiny child in an oversized jumper <laughs> is what you look like. I feel like a marshmallow in it, I'll be honest. <laughs> but I just wanted just wanted to show her my just show her me floating around in a, in a giant marshmallow outfit. Yeah, so, yeah. Nice. so I think this is the thing, you know, just just reaching out to people, I yeah. think, and, yeah. and knowing that... Um, that the people you reach out to are gonna are gonna be there and are gonna are yeah. gonna listen and and are gonna are gonna believe you, which I feel is a bit of a loaded sentence yeah, at the moment. Yeah, I know. Um, so I just think, I just think there is there is so much you can do with. Please don't worry about getting it wrong. I think that's yeah, that's my yeah, big yeah. my big takeaway from it. Please, please, yeah. please don't worry about getting it wrong. Just and I know because oh, when I've had people message me and they've said what can I say to this person yeah. to make them feel better what can I yeah, do yeah. for this person to make them feel better and it doesn't even have to be that 
proactive if you know what I mean it just as a base level listen that's it I think the big fear of the person that wants to speak out and get help is not that oh I won't speak out in case the person I'm talking to says the wrong thing to me yes that's not the fear yeah the fear is the person will look at me think I'm mad and then run yes and be gone yes. you know and abandon me so um that's that's why all we've really got to do is exist in that space with them yeah. and 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 be there for them. And so I guess the final thought of this mm. episode seven, Excellent. as we conclude, the final thought I just want to impress upon people is if you are struggling, and this is a real cliche thing, but it's a cliche because it's true. Please, as most cliches are. Exactly, <laughs> because they apply. Yeah, they're important. Please talk to somebody. And when I say talk to somebody, I don't mean casually drop it into a conversation with your friend that you're talking about. I mean, if you feel you need to talk about this subject, take the time to reach out to somebody, like message them and say, are you free to actually talk about something that's really, that's bothering me, that I need to share, that I need help with something? Yeah. Because we've, we've said this already, haven't we? People, we might think, they should have noticed it. They should have realised I'm, I'm in this place, you know, because I've, I've been demonstrating all this difficulty for so long. And the trouble is, don't think the people that you want to reach out to or you think should be noticing, don't think they haven't got their own stuff going on. Exactly. Doesn't mean they won't have the capacity to help you and be there for you, but it means they might not necessarily notice it from day to day. So, uh, I mean, you said this, didn't you? But you have to actually deliberately reach out and, yeah. and make it clear only only once you've said can you help me with this and they've and they've said no can you then assume okay you're not in a position to help me yeah, yeah. I mean one of one of my one of the favorite quotes that I that I love which actually sounds like it's sort of detrimental to what we're saying but bear with me hmm. um is you know you'll care less about what other people think of you when you realize how seldom they actually do yeah, yeah. and that's not to say that you know all oh, my friends don't care about me of course they care about you of course mm. they care about you don't be silly yeah. but what i'm saying is you know i i use that as a thought when when people say to me you know like oh you you wear short shorts and you have bright red hair yeah i don't because i don't care i don't care what other people think of me so that's mm. fine but that's the point other people aren't thinking about other people we're, we're kind of worrying about our own self but if you go to them if you knock on their door mm. if you call them if you message them if you say i need you right now mm. and make it abundantly clear then people will listen yeah yeah absolutely and and yet but you have to start that conversation yeah and there's a lot of stuff in the in the media at the moment so you know just to contextualize the date that we're recording this it's mm. like the second day after the the Meghan and Harry interview was aired and yep. you've got Piers Morgan saying, I don't believe a word of what she's saying. Um, yeah, you know what? There will be people who don't get it. Yeah. Okay. That's the, but we have to accept there are people with limited understanding in this world. It wouldn't it would be unreasonable not to not to realise and accept that. Yeah. Our job is to, if we're struggling, find the people that will listen yes. and will sit there in that space with us, believe us and support us and allow us just to just to clear our head of all this circular thinking that can go on when we're struggling. Yeah. So I think, I think to finish, I'm just going to echo again what Tim said. If you are struggling, talk to somebody. Reach out and talk to them. Brilliant. Okay. Then I think that is the end of episode seven. That is it. Thinking Outside the Box. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you very much for listening to us. Um, again, every time I go on every week to see where people in the world are when they're listening to this, it's, I'm astounded by how many of you actually actually care about the things that, that Tim <laughs> and I have to say. It's, it's, it's mind-blowing. So 
thank you from the bottom of our hearts. We do really, really enjoy doing this. If you think our podcasts will help someone in any way, please do share it with them. Please do send them the link. Um, tell them to, to, to go listen to us. And in the meantime, you can find us on all the social media. You can find me on Instagram at Brit Marie Box. You can find Tim on Instagram at Tim Box Mind Coach. If you're listening to the podcast, please do tag us. We love hearing from you. Um, and yeah, that's it. Thank you for listening, guys. Have a wonderful day, whatever you are up to. Do something nice for you today and we will see you on the next one. Keep thinking outside the box. Bye. Bye.